Women in Jazz Media have asked me to be a host for a few podcasts. Amazing. And I thought of you because I remember, as we do, scroll, 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 scroll through social media and I saw Soup to Nuts. Soup to Nuts, yeah. And I was really interested by the idea of it and I thought, ah, oh, let's... Let's find out more. And then when I thought about it more, I thought, oh, yeah, I remember Ian and I were just about to go on stage, Ian Shaw. And you pinged in his pocket and you made him laugh hysterically for like five minutes. I don't know what you said in your text. (laughs) Probably something rude. Something rude and silly. Could have been. And so I thought, oh, yeah, this this is a good link. So I should ask you to come on and... And thank you, Han. Tell me all about it, because I'm really interested. Oh, thank you. All right, so um, I've got a friend who's a wonderful trombone player, producer, engineer, all-round fantastic guy called Chris Traves, who many people listening will know. Um, he does lots of sessions. He does lots of theatre work. He, he's not necessarily embedded in the jazz world as we are, but he is very well known on the scene. And he's got a house in Penge that he's converted his attic into a studio, a home oh. studio. He's kind of split it into two rooms. And I'd been around there for a couple of things, a couple of sessions, been around there with Pete Long and just got on so well with Chris um, that I thought this is somebody I'd like to work with because I like everything about him. He works fast. I love his sense of humour. He's got great musicianship. We just really clicked. And he, um, um, and also we had a good rapport in in. in being able to say whether we thought an idea was rubbish or not very quickly. We didn't have to skirt around each other. And then I, we, we did something and he said, we, I can't remember what we did. He said, yeah, we've done the whole thing, soup to nuts. And I said, soup to nuts? What do you mean? He said, well, it's an American saying really, but it means from the absolute beginning process of, I had a, a student singer, very, very good singer. I, I mean, I was just polishing the edge. She was very, you know, her name's, uh, uh, Wilma Barn. She wanted to make a record. So I took her into... So we went from being at the piano, working out the songs, working out the keys, real basic beginners, beginning of the process stuff, all the way through to taking her to the studio, booking the musicians for her, getting the arrangements, booking the sessions, getting the... Everything was covered and mixing, mastering it, mixing it, and then giving her a CD in her hands. Mm. So we'd gone from the beginning to the end of the process. And I said, that's a really good name, Soup to Nuts. And I just ran with it. And I knew that the Arts Council were doing this thing called develop, Developing Your Creative Practice, and they were giving out some grants for that. And so I, I went for it. And I thought, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really try, with gigs looking so thin on the ground, to utilize my experience of being in the studio over the years and my understanding of the different headset that is for a singer. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Chris and launch this company and gets hopefully get some arts council council support so I wrote my application with the help of Elaine Crouch who's brilliant and a dear friend and helps musicians in this situation and was very lucky enough to get I think it was like nine grand and I just spent every penny on learning on equipment on um, getting some um uh what not nurturing um you know lessons what am i talking about um when somebody mentors Mm -hmm. you through some studio stuff and um set up the company set up the website set up the logo and and went for it and and then put it out on social media that's where you saw it yeah and um 
and then got people that had been coming to me for years who were thinking about doing it but lockdown seemed like the right well that little bit in between lockdown and then later on when lockdown finished um we've written some music for a friend of mine who does meditation so we wrote the music from scratch and she would do come in and do a meditation um we're currently just about to finish a songwriter's project where he's had I've booked lots of different singers to come in and do two of his songs to create a songbook of his work. It's, just, it's actually saved my bacon in my head, yeah. my creativity, and financially, you know, it's not, it's not, I'm not exactly Jay-Z, but it's kept me afloat, you know, and it's also, I've learned so many skills in the studio still to learn. Chris does the lion's share, but I'm more to do with producing the vocals and, and helping the singers get the most out of the situation of being in the studio. Does it give you so, a buzz when you see what they achieve? Yeah, it really does. It, the buzz for me is they're so pleased, you know, and they and they and under, and also the last friend I did, this guy called Gary, a fine singer, he'd never really been in the studio and seen the process of musicians coming in, how they talk amongst themselves while they're working out the arrangement, how, you know this, how we can sort of cheat with the overdubs and the add-ons and the little bit of tuning here and a bit of magic. Um how it's how that's put together how you comp together 16 tracks into one and pick them i mean the, the fascination for i mean i wouldn't say he's a layman he's he's not a musician but he is a good singer but he's completely event not of our world to see him experience that was just a kick hmm. let alone giving somebody something back that they've always dreamed of doing and eventually they've done it so there's been all sorts of stuff that i've learned from it and um I'm really grateful to that because I think I've done about five projects since the whole of the you know what has kicked in and it's massively kept me afloat. And I've got to say thank you to the Arts Council for accepting that application because they saw that as something I could develop, which I'm continuing to develop. Do you think, because when did you record the most recent album? It came out last year, didn't it? Callum, Callum's album, Callum Owl, we did in 2019. Right. And then he decided, bless him, to put it out during lockdown 2020. Yeah. And so I, I hadn't really been in the studio myself <laughs> since then singing. But I mean, I've done sessions since then. But and so you think yeah. when you go back in now, you'll have like a, a different eye on it? Uh, that's interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I think... Uh, I think I already knew the process because even when I didn't know what the engineer was doing necessarily in the mix and mastering, I was always sitting there. So mm. I'd, always, I'd always have a little say, but I guess, I guess I'd be more appreciative of what they're actually doing. Um, yeah, I'll have to think about it. I'll get back to you and let you know what happens. Yeah, I found <laughs> that because I, I, in the pandemic, I started live streaming from this room. And I had really, you know, I, I used to rock up with my sax mic and I'd clip on and I just said, I generally just say, I need more sax in my monitor. That's generally all I'd need. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> and then as we started doing like the live streams, you, you kind of get to learn so much more about what's going on and what you need, else goes on that you don't, you don't necessarily check when you're doing a gig or in the studio. So I found yeah. that kind of interesting, which is, I guess maybe this is why the Soup to Nuts caught my attention. Yeah, I think the streaming aspect's been really interesting. I I wouldn't know where to start with. I mean, they've got so much more to think of, haven't they, with the whole sort of connecting everybody and the, the sound and visual. I mean, I think that would actually be 
one step too far for me. <laughs> I'm just about getting it together in the studio. But um, so, thank so God for the live streams. So it is in Penge, is it? Yeah, so Chris's house of bless him. You know, it's his family home in Penge. You knock on the door, the dog comes yapping down. Up you go, up to the loft, say hello to his family. I mean, his lovely wife, Melinda, I mean, she understands. I mean, it's such an important part of his world now that he's, he's created a really a good stream of income just going up to the top of his loft. I mean, it's a brilliant idea. Lots of people do it. You must know those people that have studios in the house or in the garden. Mm. Um, so, uh, but I think with Chris, he, he understands singers and he, he loves songs. We very much like the same sort of music that helps. The, the challenge for us was to write that new music for the meditation. We had five subjects of meditation. Uh, it might be, you know, wake up refreshed or let... We had one called letting go of guilt. And I said, how does music go for letting go of guilt? You know, but yeah. um, they were each five minutes long. So effectively, no, sorry, 10 minute meditations times five. So we had wrote 50 minutes of music, which was from scratch. That, that I think, was the, um, the most challenging thing for us. Me, not really as a writer, but... Lots of meditation music, as you probably appreciate, is quite repetitive and yeah. droney. So we had a nice time, you know. So that, I think, was a highlight. So you both write together, do you, when you get that sort of project come in? Yeah, I mean, we just kind of went, OK, let's think, you know, wake up, refresh. What, what are we hearing here? Well, well let's go so we'll start with some bird song. We'll have a bit of tubular bell. We you know, it was layering things, really. It was a lots of samples and lots of... And then Chris playing lots of chords that we had, didn't have any sort of fourths in you know it was all very mm. yeah I mean it was um we did it together okay. uh, me pitching in and we both like playing percussion so we we did a bit of that live so that was quite nice did you have any yeah, rain stick we had rain stick yay we had Japanese flute we had rain stick we had you know we had waves we had wind wind coming in off the desert you know, we had all sorts I mean once he opened up his oh no, what's that one you know we spent hours just like going through these different sounds so yeah we did have a rain stick <laughs> I love I love a rain stick I've got one over there yeah me too I love a rain stick but mine's quite short I used to have a long one and someone broke it oh I used to take a long rain stick to one gig to a particular gig just to do it on the intro of one song I'd slap it all the way to Ronnie's and back just to make one effect you know and, and now I don't think I would but yeah they are good I think I might do hard that hard to play actually they're quite hard to control yeah because because yeah. you don't want the rain to go down heavy and that's it then you've lost it and then you left then you left <laughs> <laughs> it's an, isn't it a cactus it's a cactus that has had the needles whacked through I think oh, okay I could be wrong it? I think so <laughs> I'm probably wrong and it's gone out live but I quite yeah. like the idea of that I'm gonna check yeah someone told me that I, I am quite gullible though so I could just have got yeah, me too I'm gonna actually check after this I think I think it might just be ball bearings in a tube though Hannah no it might be oh I, <laughs> that means I've lied to everybody I've ever told about my rain stick <laughs> yours is much more picturesque <laughs> so <laughs> so if so if someone comes to to you guys and says right I have this yeah. idea is it generally singers that come to you um because of at you and your... It has been. At the moment, it has been um, simply because of the very nature of me setting out. But yeah. um, the, the meditation lady just, of course, spoke. Uh, but we, it doesn't have to be just things. I mean, any, any, anybody, anything, anybody, anything. Um, you know, we've got state-of-the-art equipment there. And, and it's just it just so happens, because it's, it's in its infancy, that I've 
I had a few sort of people stacked up that I knew had this in the pipeline, so it made sense. But no, we're totally saying anybody, um, you know, the songwriter that came to us, he he came to us just with his songs, and then we sort of arranged everything around him. But mm. no, we're up for we're up for anything. Yeah, it sounds. This is a heart because it's going to be hard to get that up these stairs. <laughs> yeah, nightmare. They are huge. You need a Volvo for a harp, don't you? Yeah, you need a Volvo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just think it's really interesting, isn't it? Because in theory, in the studio... Well, and would you create... I guess you could do a studio album or a kind of... Could, is there enough room to do like a live album up there? How many people can you get yes. in? Yes, there is. There, there really is. I mean, there's. we had one, two, three, four... There's about five. There's enough for five people plus us. And yeah, you, you, you could definitely do that. I mean... You, the the space in the control room, you know, for instance, the bass player is in the same room as the pianist. Yeah. So you know, you if it's live, it's going to be live. There will be spills. So you've got to. I mean, there's certain there's certain things we can't do, but the idea is that we you know try and create so much work that we can start thinking about getting a bigger space. <laughs> um, and then we went to keep shapes in and out of his lovely house. But yeah, we can do that. We can do all sorts of things. I mean, my speciality has to be the voice because it's my, that's what I do. And mm. so, um, but I'm not sort of ruling anything else out. Um, most people who are getting to the sort of point of thinking they want to do an album, if they are instrumentalists, they're, they're pretty much seasoned and they just kind of want to find a really cosy, easy way of doing it to be produced by two musicians they know yeah. um, and that they trust and that they can sort of be a bit flexible with coming in and out of time maybe fitting around each other's schedule it's not as as regulated as when you book a studio studio and you've got to do two or three days and that's it and plus VAT and la di da you know yeah it's much more relaxed so I mean yeah anybody listening that's playing anything come up come and have a come and have a have, have a look yeah because you've got you've got the conservatoires in town as well haven't you they should they should make use of you guys too yeah hopefully yeah well we'll see we, li- we literally, it's very early days, but we're sort of five albums in, so we're we're up for it. We've got one more to finish next year and then another one in the pipeline for spring, but there's plenty more time, and it's such a great thing to do. And there's a nice little cafe around the corner. Yay. A little greasy spoon on lunchtime. It's nice. I love it up there. The throbbing heart of Penge. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's well exciting, isn't it? So, yes. So what made you come up with the idea initially? Well, I mean, let's get frank. Gigs just dried up. I just, I knew I was going to be talking to you today and I counted the gigs that I've done this year. I've done 14 gigs this year. Yeah. 14. I mean, and probably less last year, definitely, but 14 gigs. Yeah. I can't live on 14 gigs. I get paid well for my gigs and I've got lovely people around me and I've, you know, but still, even then, I'd have to get paid five grand. I can't, I can't. So it's, it's sustaining. It's what made me come up with it. It's just thinking outside the box again. How else can I make money and be creative? I'm teaching. I'm gigging where I can, but I can I can venture into the studio and make this another string to my bow. And it was necessity, I guess. That sounds awful, but it's also it's also been a fantastic door to open. But it's just thinking, like all of us, how how can we survive this until this all picks up? Till people have got confidence and we can get gigs in. I mean, I just can't believe I've done 14 gigs this year. I just can't believe it. I mean, it it does feel like that as well. I mean, that's nothing. People yeah. do that in December. Yeah. So it's 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 all it's really it's really been really incredibly hard for all of us. So um, you know, I don't, I I've got high energy and I don't, and I'm I am less ambitious as I've got older, but I'm I'm incredibly focused and I and I do want to pay my mortgage. 
So I just have to, I just thought about that and got practical, really. Yeah. That's the sort of bare bones of the answer, really. Sorry, it's not anything more. It's something I've always wanted to do. I was kind of, I was kind of nudged into it by circumstance. But I think, I think often when that happens, well, you were nudged into something, your something was that. Yeah. So something inside you, there was, there was obviously that seed somewhere inside you that, wanted, that had an interest, otherwise you wouldn't have popped into your head, would it? I am interested in how things work in the studio. I'm really interested in the vocal process because there's no doubt about it. It's a, it's a completely different headspace, to, as you well know, to playing live. Yeah. You know, when you sing live, play live, it's warts and all, you chuck it out there. You know, some notes are a bum, some notes, some tempos are wrong, some some forms are forgotten. It's, I mean, anything can happen. But when you've got that luxury of being able to try and go for a sort of perfect take, uh, or a take that you're happy with that you'll always find fault in if you're, you know, if you're like me. <laughs> I never listen to my CDs anyway. I'm like, oh no, why did I do that? Um, it's just a different, it's a different process of scene. It's a different, you can be much more relaxed. I think you can really pay attention to detail and nuance. You can think about, um, you know, uh, dynamics much more, your vocal technique while you're in there, um, what different mics that you can use, different reverbs. There's so much to learn, and if you're a sort of new singer to or first time singer in the studio, it can be quite daunting, and you not not know how to sort of do it. Yeah. So my my role is to just be encouraging and to sort of show. So I am interested in that. Really, it's just an extension of teaching from the piano, but going into the studio. So yeah, I I am interested in it. And I think I like it, studio. It shows you as a as a strong person as well to have decided to survive it and to do something different. I think that's really positive. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, well, yeah, I think it's just, I was going to say something else about the studio then. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. The best thing about it, it's day work. <laughs> <laughs> so you start at 10, you sort of finish about six or seven and that's it. Na, da, da, lovely. Off you go home to the Archers on the radio. And, you know, it's none of this nighttime driving where all the roads are closed. And, yeah. you know, just before lockdown, when we were, I was doing, you know, my normal sort of workload, between 2018 and 2019, every single gig had issues with roadworks, more or less, or it felt like that. Yeah, I agree. And I'm driving on my own at night, phoning my husband, waking him up, helping you know, getting some support through some terrible negotiating, some road, and I have no sense of direction. Um, even with a sat now, I can get lost, and it, it's awful. I used to get really, really stressed, and, you know, it's, it's a big deal, that driving on your own. So that, then I have to decide to stay over at every gig so that I drive in the daytime the next day. Okay. You know, so that's two days out of your life for each gig. And it just got harder and harder. And I just got tireder and tireder. And, and so the day work in Penn just is got many ticks for me. And driving at nights really, really lost its... But not that it had any appeal, really. But now I really hate it. Yeah. Um just this country is so difficult. The infrastructure is always just against musicians. They close things at night, you know. Yeah, it is a nightmare. And often... It's a nightmare. If we've got a long trip back, some of us, we, we say, what snacks have you got for the journey? Mate, you've got to have pounds and pounds of pick and mix. Yeah. You know, you've got to have, some, you've got to have loads of stuff to listen to. I still listen to CDs in the car. Yeah. Right before, but it's just that being on your own. If it's if it's over two, two and a half hours now, I just say to my agent, I must have a hotel. Mm. I can't do it anymore. It's just too much. I remember just to drive to Wakefield, do a gig and drive back. Yeah. You know, nuts. I mean, what? <laughs> it's dangerous, you know. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, that was another thing about about going into the studio. It's just much more civilised. And you're going to the same space every time, so you feel at home, don't you, every time you go there? Yeah, you do feel at home. You do feel at home. And Chris has got such an amazing variety of different musical instruments. I might find a bell tree or I stumble on some congas or, you know, he's, I'm gradually getting to know what the stuff he's got there, really. And he's got a cute little dog called Daisy, so I'd always hang out with Daisy and just chill and watch him do the mixing you know it's, it's fantastic is that I the really dog on like your lap it. is that the dog on your lap yeah that's <laughs> does. yeah and everyone says is that your dog and i'd love it to be my dog but it's his dog daisy and she's just perfect she's a so well behaved great studio dog so it's a it's a win-win because i'm a dog lover so how did you go about getting that funding i once filled out one of those funding forms oh it took me forever the arts yeah. council well, first of all, you know, you've got to understand that they uh, it, they don't make it easy, those forms. And so I've got somebody that helps me with, because I've had much more, uh, I've got a, a history with the Arts Council because I was a, did festivals, the South Coast Jazz Festival, um, and I've also done project funding. So, but I've done them, always done them with help uh-huh. because otherwise I'd have a nervous breakdown. And there is a fantastic friend of mine called Elaine Crouch, and she's got a company called Buy Some Time. Um, if you've not heard of her, she's amazing. And she works for musicians. She also it works for um, Michael Janis. She is, um, works yeah. for Whirlwind, Whirlwind. Recordings. Yeah. So she's a record company uh, person, really. But she's great at this funding for the arts. And mm-hmm. I think she's raised hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds for people like me, people like Michael Janis, people like uh, Nigel Price, uh, various theatre groups. She's got... You know, she's she's absolutely great at it. So um, she helped me. She showed me through it and she helped me write it and she read it through and that's part, that's her gig. So I couldn't have done it on my own. I'd have cried yeah. every day. I it's did. It's hard. hard. No, counting, <laughs> counting the characters. So find someone, get in touch with Elaine Crouch, anyone listening that wants a, wants a hand. She's buysometime.org. Okay. And you literally buy some time and her time, whatever you wanted to do, to support you in the arts, she can she can turn a hand to, and that's one of her specialities. Yeah, that sounds so, like um, a good name to know. God. Yeah, she's absolutely brilliant, and and lots of people use her for various things. She's also great at publicity and press, and um, yeah, really really good person, and exactly the sort of person that people like us need because those forms are really hard. Uh, but there's a way of writing them, and there's a vernacular that they want to see, and there's and also there's a you know that it's fair it's fair that they ask you to explain it's taxpayers money and yeah, it's yeah. got to be accounted for and that's fair enough i don't mind but really grateful because because of that funding i was able to create soup to nuts yeah cool do you think will you need any more funding will they give you any always. more always <laughs> um give me money yeah give me money um well, the next, I think, I, I've had funding for touring, I've had funding for festivals, I've had funding for this new developing your creative practice. <clears throat> I think I'm going to go for some project funding next for a festival. I'm curating a jazz festival next July in Eiford, which is in Bradford-upon-Avon, near Froome, near Bath. Oh, nice. And it's called the Eiford Manor Jazz Festival. So I'm going to be a curator slash producer of a, an event. So I'm going to ask them to help me perhaps with that project because that's going to be a lot of time yeah. um, for no money unless I can get some funding. So they might they may go for that. I mean, I've had loads of rejections from the Arts Council as well. Yeah, It's worth, you know, it, it's not always a win-win, but it's, 
you just have to knock, you know, take that one on the chin and go for the next one. If they think it's viable and fundable, they will do it. So, mm. yeah, I'll probably go for some for that. Cool. That festival yeah. sounds exciting. Have you, have you done? Have you not gone for any festival, uh, any funding? I did for the album that I just did and um, I didn't get it. But I am rubbish at forms and I think probably um, I need someone like Elaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but that's, you're a sax player, you know, you're not, yeah. you're not supposed to know how to fill out for, forms. It's very hard, all that stuff. And it's very difficult selling yourself. Yeah. And, and it's you, really hard. You need someone repeating. else to sell yourself. You need someone else to back your side yeah. of your corner, you know. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's, if it's not your forte, it's really hard to do it. I think. It's very hard to do it. I totally recommend her and, you know, good luck. Go for it because if it's worth funding and there is, you know, it's it's a good project, they, they're, they're really responsive. Yeah, yeah, I reckon it, it, I think Elaine is a good name to remember. Elaine Crouch, she there you go. Fantastic. So, um, I wanted to chat to you about one song on your newest album. Obviously, you won the Parliamentary Jazz Award. Congratulations. Callum, yeah, 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 thanks. But my, um, I discovered the album in the summer, and um, my it's, I always find this really hard when someone says to me my favourite track is because then I naturally think well what's wrong with the others and what what's not <laughs> saying yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but the one that cast a spell over me instantly let was me guess. yeah let me guess is it I concentrate on you no oh okay good everybody says that one because it's got that riff that's very earwormy but but sorry I shouldn't have guessed no I like I like that no it's pure imagination Oh yeah, yeah, that first tune. It just yeah. like cast a spell on me, and that was it. And it's and I listen to it so often. Well, thank you. At any time of the day, you know, some you think, oh, I'm not in the mood, but that one is, isn't it? He, um, I mean, that was that was. I mean, I really feel like that that it is Callum's album, and I am the singer on it. But it really is Callum's album, and it was such a joy when he phoned me and said, you know, I'm I'm making this record and. This is really going to be a calling card for me as a young up and coming arranger. Do you want to be this? Do you want to sing on it? And I thought he meant two or three songs, you know, like sometimes a singer appears on an album, a couple of songs. And he said, no, 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 the whole thing. I was like, wow, okay. And I, I just had to be the singer. Everything was written for me. Everything was done for me. Yeah. I just knew it. It was a joy. It was like not being a band leader. And I just turned up and I, yeah, I did that. And I, we, you know, we spent a lot of time working through songs that we decided would be right for it that was a nice process but it was joyful it was it was so stress-free and that tune we both liked and I think we both that was one of the first ones we decided we'd do and I think he was right to put that on as the first track it does cast a spell it's such a beautiful setup and a lovely soothing tempo and a nice key for me it's very quite low it's in a good range for my voice and um yeah I think that's my favorite actually that and I never went away I really like Oh. Yeah, he's he's something else, Calamel. Wow. So, so what made you two choose that song to do? I, I just think we both really both loved it. I mean, I I loved it because I remember the original film. But he's so young; he doesn't remember the original <laughs> film. He's too young. But I think he's obviously seen it since. But I also think it's got a sort of Shirley Horn quality about it. That tempo, and it's just that just that whole idea of just come and escape with me that whole kind of vibe of the tune mm. um i think he did it i think there's french horns on that oh the french it. horns on the whole album yeah. are amazing I, I just love that soaring and i just love that bit yeah beautiful beautiful i mean yeah 
but Callum, Callum loves songs and he loves singers and he's, he's, he's an old soul, you know, he's, uh, he's, he was perfect for me. He was just, you know, we never disagreed on anything musical at all. Um, and he had some great ideas, you know, key changes. The key change he put in uh, Folks Who Live on the Hill, which mm. is hard to learn, actually, um, was genius, really. I'd never thought to do that. I mean, he's, he's yeah, he's great. And I mean, I'm just fingers crossed he wants to do a sort of volume two. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I'm grateful to Callum. I really am. Yeah, I love that track. It's my favourite track. And how? Thanks, man. And then when I was thinking about this yesterday, when I knew that we were going to be chatting today... Um, how how important is it to you? And this is also, I guess, applies to Soup to Nuts. When when people come, end up with a final album. How important do you think the order is? There was this recent Adele um, story, wasn't there, about she wanted her album to be played in in that order. And when I was ordering my tracks, oh my goodness, it took so much like emotion to order them. Yes. But also you have to yes. then think, oh, but people might just random it. And and you kind of yeah. have to how how much how how much do you put into the order and how how difficult yeah. is that? I th- I think it's really 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 important and it's almost like planning your set. It yeah, is like planning it your set. It is a set. Yeah. It's a set. So it's 12 or 13 songs. So in a set I'd probably do 9 eight or nine, maybe 10, depending. Um, if it's duo, probably 10 or 11 even. So it is a set. And it's not like a vinyl set. We, we were going to vinyl. So we had to realise it was two sets, really. So we were thinking about people turning over the record as well. Yeah. So Callum had that in mind. And, you know, that, that's, that's another thing to think about. So we had to do sort of two mini sets. But you have to think about the emotional journey of the listener. That sounds a bit poncy, but yeah, it's true. You, you I can't agree. just go... You've got to think about the way you unfold the music and you've got to think about the keys, definitely keys and tempos, sentiment sometimes. Um, uh, and and, 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 and uh, you know, if you're thinking about an album, how, do those, how does that six song end? Do you end with a bang? Do you end with a high? Do you start with a low? Do you always put the ballad? Ballad, penultimate song usually and something up at the end is how I always do it. But I'm a bit old-fashioned. Um, I really think you should you should always end a set with something up tempo yeah. I think that's just rule of thumb optimistic um, send everybody off on like a yeah, yeah send them off boom you know that's just that's just the, the way I, I think that is the law the jazz law um, it's really really important to do that and I think I think most people do spend a lot of time uh, thinking about that and they should do it is it is is how because you are you obviously want people to, to hear it in its entirety and go through the whole thing with you um, but as you say with downloads now people might just download one and then you just got to try and make that one the best it can be as a standalone but yeah it's a different way of listening now isn't it very very different yeah and so when you do the soup to nuts do you have how do you come with up with the order for them do they like they, 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 we do it together. Right. We do it together. You know, we sit and think about it. We, we think about it during the, you know, we plan it like a set. We just have one to 12 written down and we think about it exactly like we, you and I would do our sets. Yeah. They may have an idea of how they want it and then I won't argue that. I'll, I'll try and argue it if I think it's musically incorrect or they look, you've got that in G and that's in G. Yeah. That doesn't, it'd be better if there was a separation or something like that. Or that's three, four and that's three, four. Why don't you put those down? You know, obvious things like that. Yeah. But mostly they've thought, thought it through. But it is really important. I think it's, it's. Um, I don't know anybody that doesn't really think that through, to be honest. Yeah. 
I just with yeah. the with the new with the Adele headline in the news I just thought I don't, oh. I don't know what she I tried I've kind of had enough of her really bless her what was she saying about that then okay I don't really watch the news but I I, I heard that she she managed I think to get her album played without the shuffle so you just go from start at yeah, one yeah. and go through and I, I mean when I'm like the bells yeah <laughs> and it's it, I guess in theory, you could have recorded it just then as one long track, couldn't you? And then there would have been no deviating. Yeah. Mm, that's an yeah, idea. Yeah, I mean, I, the jury's out for me with Adele. I mean, I, 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 I appreciate she's got a, a decent voice. And I'd like a bit more chirpy material coming from Adele, really. And also, obviously, the, the clue to the weight loss. But apart from that, I'm just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I know, I can think of a dozen singers, I think, that are equal to that kind of, you know, I don't know, it's pop, isn't it? It's yeah, I, I was just curious. Women in music, it's good. Yeah, I just was curious about the order thing, because some people don't think it's a thing. And I remember listening to, to CDs when they first came out and used to put them on in the CD player. And CD players were so dodgy that you didn't press the fast-forward button, because then you might, you know... Kill the CD, so you just listen to it. Do you remember it. the CD? Do you remember the CD Walkman? Yes. You'd walk around the CD and it was jumping all over the place, and it was spinning around. You'd still trying to plug it. The CD Walkman. I loved just mine. Just like holding like a jelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember I had a car with a CD player in it, and whenever you went over a bump, um, I was at, I was at Goldsmiths at the time. Whenever I went over a bump, which there are lots of bumps, <laughs> then I would jump, jump a track. That's really funny. Yeah, so that's I love nice. that. I don't mind a CD in the car, actually. I mean, and I, if funny enough, I was just having a conversation this morning with Mike Walker, the guitarist, about how guilty we feel about using Spotify and we're going to go to Apple Music or just listen to it in another way. I just feel so bad about the amount of money that guy takes from Spotify and, and the way that artists get paid nothing, including us, you and me, yep. even though we're on there. And it's just heartbreaking. I've just got to find a new way of listening. So I'm in the process of... There's another one, there's another one, I can't remember what you said it was called now. There's another platform that pays better and oh. obviously there's Bandcamp and this stuff. But yeah. listening to music nowadays is, is problematic if you're a musician and you want to try and support your own bloody friends in your career. Yeah. It's a tough one. And I think people don't realise that downloading it or listening to it on those platforms don't doesn't support the artist particularly. Like people don't get it. Somehow the the that our message needs to get out to the wider world that streaming it on Spotify doesn't really help us because they actually think that we're getting something for that. Yeah, I know. It's tricky. Oh, oh, they're not even thinking about that, really. They're just thinking. And also getting a lot of it for free. I teach a lot of students that are on the free Spotify. They just don't even think, you know, it's fair enough. They're students, I guess. Mm. But it's just, oh, so please just do Apple if you can. Just pay something. Yeah. But, um, oh, it's tricky, that. I, I have I mean, Apple, actually. I listen Pardon to me? I use Apple. I, I listen to you on Apple yeah. Music. Apple, I've got Apple and I've got but but the Spotify is going to become a Stopify, I think, because mm. it's just the thing is, it's such a great tool. Yeah. I have found I have found so many great jazz albums. Just I mean, I it's all on there, isn't it? That's the flipping thing. It's mm. just so you know, it's so enticing because you can find some really rare stuff and it's hooked me. Yep. So I'm a, a terrible, terrible hypocrite. I've got to sort this out and get off Spotify. <laughs> got to. I feel terrible. And then when you when you come up with a new plan, we can share it with everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I don't know. But there is definitely another name for a place. Something to do with Jay-Z. He's got some platform. Oh. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, yes, I come up with a new plan. 
So I was speaking to Dave Lewis the other the other week, um, and he um, of Solar Radio, and he said I should ask you where you were when you knew about your OBE. He says it's a funny where story. Oh, <laughs> I was in Tesco's. <laughs> I was like, no, I was, oh yeah, I got a call from my agent, and I was at the time, and I was I was just coming out of Tesco's with a load of bags and things. I was in the car park at Tesco, something really sort of normal. All right. And I seriously thought it was my brother just playing a stupid hoax, and 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 all the things I've done wrong in my life, all the parking tickets, all the you know, let's not go into everything else. But yeah. I just thought, okay, I'm, I, I've got. He had a letter from the government. And I thought it was going to be something like, right, you know, you you got to go to court. You've got all these uh, these terrible things that you've done. <laughs> all this stuff was going through my head. He said, no, it's they want to recognise you for your work in the arts, in in jazz. And I said, oh no, that's you know. So I immediately thought of at least a dozen people that were more deserving, and I ummed and ahmed about. I mean, it's just that word empire, Hannah. It's a really hard one, you know. If it could be off. What is it? Order of the Order of the British oh, Officer of British Entertainment uh-huh. or something. That would be great. Yeah. You know, it's just that bloody empire word. It's awful, you know, and it's so I sort of ummed and ahmed and then I thought, no, it's I'll take it on behalf of all of us women in music, shine a light on jazz, talk about it in the press, yeah. and have a lovely day out with my mum and dad really and my you know, to go to the palace and stuff. So but no, I was just sitting in Tesco's car park. I think that's what you... Funny you remembered that. Oh, dear. I remember where, telling him that. Where do you go to get your OBE? In the palace? Where do you go in the palace? You know, yeah, so you, you, it was freezing December day and you, you go into the palaces right proper in, in, in the palace. Yeah. Um, and then you queue up. You have to go for a little... You go into this room and you practice doing the curtsy because you, you can't turn your back. On, I had Charles, not because the Queen had a headache. Um, you can't turn your back on him. So you, you walk up, you do your la, 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 and then you walk backwards. So oh. you don't turn your back. So you have to do the practice in the practice room. And I borrowed some shoes from my mate Mandy Cohen, these Gucci shoes. And she, her feet were a little bit bigger than mine. I just love these shoes. So I had to walk backwards in shoes. I was like, arse over tit in the palace. Don't, please don't let it happen. Um, so you go into the little women practice and then you go into the, and you stand in this line full of fabulous women that have done things like really worthy things, like set up domestic abuse places and been fantastic with children's charities and made films and, and you know, fantastic pillars of the community. And then, or and me singing jazz, you know, I felt just like, what am I doing even standing with these? But um, Not at all, yeah, you, you definitely to, should be there. You know, you do the real thing and then you... I went to uh, Soho and I went to Little Italy and had a lovely lunch. It was nice. great. Because I've been in the palace once. One of my students years ago did her gold Duke of Edinburgh. Nice. And you're allowed to take two guests. One from your family and one person that's helped you all the way through. Oh, that's nice. So, that's nice. And we, you're in different rooms. So we were in the throne room. So we got to see the throne. That's... Oh, I didn't see the throne. I was in throne. Oh, we, we were just in the sort of bit, but there was an orchestra at the top while we were all going through the motions, you know, wow. playing really dodgy pop songs like "We Are the Champions," <laughs> and you know, and the theme from Rocky, and so oh, you know, it's also oh, yeah. but um, that no, was a fun. It was a fun day out. It was freezing cold, and you go outside and have your picture taken by the photographer that sends it all back. And we could all could see us smiling, but the sort of cold in our face. But 
I mean, it was a day to remember. And, you know, it's not changed my life at all, except for the fact that when I do apply for things like a refund or I have a moan up or I'm trying to get some funding or I'm trying to get some sponsorship, I always put that and I think, well, it looks like, you know, I've done something. Definitely, you know, yeah. But, but um, a few people were like, well, I'm surprised you accepted that. You know, I thought you were a bit... And I was like, well, until they come up with something better and I'll just say entertainment rather than empire. Great idea. Yeah, flip it up. Why not? Flip it up. Yeah. <laughs> so before we finish, I've got two Hannah questions for you. Go on. Okay, the first one is, what's your favourite time signature? Five. Oh, five. Five, four. Yeah, I love... Love five, four. I like seven as well, but I like, I like five. Okay. And do you think of two and three or three and two? Three, two. Easily. Oh, yeah, I would do that too. Bounce off the three and then just let the two trail along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- yeah. D- yeah. Yeah, definitely three, two, yeah. What was the other option? Two, three. Oh, no, 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 never do two, three. Because usually I've got to get the words in the, over the first bit anyway of the five. So if I, if I did two, three, I wouldn't have enough time to get the phrase in. Yeah, I think two, three feels like you're trying to catch up, whereas three, two feels a bit more grounded. I like it. I like five, four. Mm. I like, what do you like? I like three, four, six, eight. Okay. Yeah, good. Three, four's good, yeah. yeah. Do you like 12, eight? I'm sort of, not, that's my least favourite, I think. Not overly. No. And when I play with a the band, they go, oh, another one in three. I'm like, yep, another one in three. <laughs> go on, girl. <laughs> and I'm counting in. Here we go. One, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then, yeah. and this is you just use your band banter, isn't it? They always like to have something they wind me up about. They, by the way, they never want sax in their monitors. So I'm like, come on, you need more sax. Like, don't even worry about it. It's, they never want singers in my a drummer that actually says, "Oh, can I have a bit more clear in the monitor?" I just think, "Oh, they actually want to hear what I'm saying." Yeah, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> the band I use at the moment, I've got a, a trio of Swedish musicians. They don't have monitors. Oh. They just play raw. Yeah. Kind of raw. Good. Anyway, that's an aside. Okay, last question. Yeah. What would your desert island disc be and why? Oh, that's <laughs> unfair. Oh, flipping heck. Oh. It's tough, isn't it? I I would... Oh, I think it'd have to be something by Donny Hathaway. Oh. And it'd be soulful Donny Hathaway singing something... Just stirring, but gorgeous, like, uh, oh, probably someday we'll all be free, or maybe, um, there's one he does called, um, I Know I know It's You, which is on Extensions of a Man, it's the last track on Extensions of a Man, I, I Know It's You, mm-hmm. and it's, it's phenomenal, and it's just, that's 12 eight, you'd like that, uh-huh. and, um, it's just Donny Hathaway. There's just something very soothing about his voice, so I'd use it to be uplifted spiritually and to be soothed. But that's God. That I, that now I'm thinking maybe I should get Shirley Horn singing something, or or Frank Sinatra. I mean, that's hard. It is hard. But I guess yeah. I guess when you're on your own and you're all sort of, you do want some sort of, oh, some sort of, you'd probably be a bit lonely. Donny Hathaway would be the guy, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm going to regret so no I won't regret it but I'll think of other things in a minute 
when I'm back in Tesco's. Yeah, I think, <laughs> and also it depends on the day and how you feel, doesn't it? Which, which track comes to mind or which CD? What would yours be? Mine is always the same, My Son by Keith Jarrett. Um, and I think it's actually the band on that, just just make it. Who's on that? There's Yang Garbrecht on sax. Uh, uh, and I don't always like to listen to Yang Garbrecht on his own, but on that album, just the energy and the space and just, oh, I just love it. There is one track I always fast forward. There's always that one, isn't there? But yeah. it's been a favourite of mine since I was probably like 20 and I could listen to it. Yeah, it's just, it's just the, the I'm going to listen to it in a minute, but not on Spotify. Yeah, not on Spotify. Is YouTube any better? I guess it is. I think it's off. I, when I last tried to show someone on YouTube, I think they've taken it down in this territory. Is Your, song. Your song. My song. My song. My song. My I song. don't know it. Okay, And, and it's got a beautiful front cover of just it's, it's grey and then it's got a child on the front you're nice, like, I think you'll it. like it it starts off yeah tell me what you think mm. I will yeah I'll drop you a line I'm sure I'll like mm. it yeah we swap we should I'll give you I'll send you the link to the Donny one yeah yeah we'll do that we'll swap yeah we'll do that awesome well thanks so much for coming on today my absolute pleasure I can't believe 46 minutes has gone it's flown by yeah. Thanks for asking really interesting questions, Hannah. I appreciate that. And also give me a chance to talk about me, me new thing. Really appreciate that. Yeah, I just thought, because women in jazz media are all about everything to do with it. And I just thought it'd be nice. We all know you as an amazing singer. And, you know, you're phenomenal as a singer. And But I just was really interested in this new direction. Yeah, I don't, it, yeah it's, um, it's nice being involved in music and not having to perform as a singer. It's interesting to find other strengths, isn't it? Mm. And it's interesting, and it's and it's really useful to have another way of surviving mm. in, in music. Yep. Woman or not, you know, it, it, whatever gender, it's it. this is tough. So, yeah, I um, appreciate this lovely calling card you've given me, this platform. Thanks very much. And women in jazz, you know, I see lots of stuff going on in London and I think, oh, that looks good and oh, that looks good, but I am in Brighton. Yeah. And it's, I know, I know it's only 60 miles, but it's quite quite a schlep up and down and I miss things, especially this Toulouse-Lautrec. haven't been to that place yet. And so, I'm, I, you know, I'm supporting from afar. If you can just say that to everyone, I, I really am. I think it's great and a great organisation. People that I know are in it are saying great things about it. So, onwards and upwards yeah and it's only been going a year and I, I'm just a guest I'm not part of the team but um but they seem to have a really great vibe about them and I love the way that everybody supports each other which I feel is quite refreshing in a way which yeah. I really like absolutely yeah that's what you need we've all got to hold each other up definitely we, we support each other and you know wouldn't do if there was only just one star in the sky you've got to all push each other up that's, that's the deal so I'm, I'm glad to be here today thank you Thanks! Pleasure!